0: morning st michael's will you please
1: stand
2: lord we're so thankful to step foot into your house at your altar we just lay down everything that we're carrying we know that you'll help us carry that lord just bless the service and let us open our hearts up to what you have to say to us today this morning
3: Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen.
4: Jesus said,
5: the first commandment
3: is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord
5: is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you, In thought, word, and deed, by what I have done, and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory
3: of your name. Amen. Christ strengthen you in the organs and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord have mercy.
5: Christ. Christ. have
6: mercy.
3: Lord, have mercy. Lord have mercy.
2: Jamie. Trip everything away till all I have is you. Undo the veil, so all I see. Till all I
1: Both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in your time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. If the children would come forward, we'll pray for them as they head off to Sunday school. There you are. I've been looking for you. (laughs) Let the army of the Lord assemble. These are great people with a great future. Because they serve a great God. Wow! And there's a lot of them. (laughs) Reach out your hand and pray with me for all these young people. Heavenly Father, we are blessed that you have given us such great children to be with us. We pray, Lord God, that you would watch over them every day of their life. Grant them wisdom and courage and strength and knowledge all in your name. In Jesus' name we pray for all these children. Amen. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Amen. Awesome.
4: Good morning. Uh, Today's first reading is out of Deuteronomy chapter 18. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear according to all your desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, 'Let Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire anymore, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever, whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. The Word of the Lord.
5: Thanks be to God. Please stand, reading the psalm.
4: Today's psalm is Psalm 111. Uh, you can respond by the asterisk. Hallelujah. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright, and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great. Signify. His work is honorable and glorious. And his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has declared to his people the power of his works.
6: And given them the heritage of the nations.
4: The works of his hands are verity and justice. They stand fast forever and ever. And are done in truth and not righteous. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
6: As it was
0: This morning's second lesson comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing, yet as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore... If food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. The word of the Lord. Thank you, God. Please stand for reading the gospel.
2: mighty
5: And on our hearts as we hear his holy gospel, the holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. We are reading from Mark's gospel, chapter one, beginning at verse 21. Then they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught and they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority And not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, He came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Lord God, I pray for that presence in our hearts, our minds, our, our people all here gathered together, Lord. Be present with us. Make yourself known to us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Several weeks ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to our rector's council about this year as it's coming up, and gave us these words, faith, unity, and joy. Deacon Jesse has begun a series on on that, which I'm grateful for, and I'm kind of adding to that. I want to talk today about faith. I want to talk today about faith. That is Trusting God to provide those things necessary for our life. Trusting God to provide those things that are necessary for our life. Faith as trust. Trust in God that is, that is uh, an assurance of those things we hope for. So let me put up, if we have it, I don't know, Hebrews 11.1 1 should be very familiar to you. It was a late-minute request. Let me look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. This is... Uh, Jesse was teaching out of this chapter the hall of faith, where this great teaching on faith and a whole list of those who, who gave us examples. At the very beginning of that, he provides this, this definition. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Assurance of things hoped for. Let me talk about that first. Assurance of things hoped for. Your faith is based on your hope. (laughs) I've, I've. got a bit of a mathematical background in my life, and so it's like if faith is the assurance of things hoped for, my quantity of faith requires an above-zero amount of things hoped for. Okay, we're all on the same page, thank God. <laughs> and it is a, uh, not just assurance of things hoped for, but conviction of things not seen. Right? This is a deposit in us of faith, that does something in us about what we hope for and what we haven't seen yet. It is the antidote. As Jesse taught, we have enemies of our faith. Fear, doubt, and unruly desires. I like that. That was an excellent turn of phrase. Unruly desires. Fear, doubt, and unruly desires. When you... Fully trust God. You have taken that leap. You have given your life over fully to Him. That you can say with Jesus, like Jesus said in Gethsemane facing the cross, not my will, but your will. Then you have placed your trust in God and He is faithful. And you can stand with assurance. And confidence, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to have doubt. And those unruly desires, God even will help you with them. He doesn't leave you to your own devices. Your salvation is not dependent upon your ability to be perfect. Jesus has already provided the way of salvation for you. In him we have become perfect. Now, we're in the season of epiphany. And epiphany, just to think of the word epiphany, epiphany is about a sudden insight or a revelation. The season of epiphany is about God with us. The life of Jesus revealing God to us between his nativity and resurrection. And so we read these stories and we're given examples of how we live. Understanding about how faith works and operates in us. We started at the nativity, if you remember, with this, you know, a virgin will give birth and his name will be called Emmanuel. That's out of the prophet Isaiah. And it was repeated again in the story of Mary and Joseph and the birth of Jesus. You will call his name Emmanuel. That is God with us. That is the moment that we're living in. God with us. Later, when Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, one of his disciples, Philip, says, show us. Show us the Father. And Jesus you know, it's, it's in my imagination, it doesn't say it in the scriptures, but I think many times Jesus kind of shook his head. <laughs> you know, God is not slapping his forehead, but maybe Jesus in those moments. But no, it was a teaching moment. And to Philip, he said, I am in the Father. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. I have revealed the Father to you. God has revealed Himself to you. The Gospel lesson today tells a story in Mark, the first chapter of Mark, about Jesus going to Capernaum. You said Capernaum. I call it Capernaum. So we'll arm wrestle later. <laughs> Capernaum. This city on the Sea of Galilee, well known to the disciples, it was right after, uh, in the story of Mark, right after Jesus calling many of his apostles to him. And he goes into the synagogue and he teaches, and the people of Capernaum are astonished. Their eyes are wide open. What is going on here? It's an epiphany, I think. (laughs) A sudden revelation, an insight, only they have questions. And as Jesus is teaching them with an authority they're not used to, have never seen, a person with an unclean spirit in the congregation there calls out, leave me alone. (laughs) I know who you are. Jesus not only taught with authority, but he commanded with authority. Be quiet. Come out of here. And it says of these people after that that they were amazed. So here is the people. Jesus is teaching and acting in front of them, and they're astonished and amazed. This is the same town where, like, one more page in Mark chapter 2, there is a paralytic. He's back in Capernaum, and there's a paralytic. A paralytic with what I think are probably the four best friends ever. It's the story of these four guys and this paralytic that want him taken to Jesus that he would be healed. And they can't get in the door. So they tear a hole in the roof and lower him down. Huh. I want friends like that. And when they do, Jesus looks at that man and he says, Your sins are forgiven. Whoa! That's authority, and that's astonishing, and that's not allowed. At least that's what the scribes and the Pharisees, the leaders, the teachers all around there know better than to think that that's a possibility. Surprise. (laughs) You'll be astonished, amazed to discover. Jesus said, which is harder, to say to that man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up and walk? We all know the answer to that question. And Jesus said, okay, stand up and walk. And the man did. And the man did. That's the authority of God being revealed to us at this time of epiphany for us to draw near and understand. God loves those people. God loves us. The aim and direction of his power and authority is love for us. This is also an example of the kind of miracles that are done through faith. And that is the kind of faith we have when we have our desires rightly ordered. Not my will, Lord but your will. Today we have people here that are hoping for miracles, having the hope that we might have the faith. Miracles of healing, miracles of houses, restored relationships, husbands, wives, finances, jobs, breaking addictions, forgiveness. That's tough. Everybody here has something they need God to do for them. Everybody here needs the faith for the miracle to provide us with hope. And I want to say God is with us. God is with us. God is with us this morning. Um, I will say now, and we'll talk later, is that God is with us this morning in a very special way. At least, at least to me, I have sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit since, since we began with the procession, the song of the procession. All of the songs have called out for God's authority and for his presence. His presence is like water to my soul, and it is. And this is a day for that. This is a day like other days where you have experienced the presence of God. And as we, as we reach out in hope and faith, let me just tell you some stories to encourage you. That's the purpose, to encourage you. And I'll be brief with these stories because most of them are well-known. There is a story in Luke about John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is in prison, and he is having a moment of uncertainty, I'll say. And so he sends a couple of his disciples to Jesus to ask him the question, are you the one or should we wait for another? So in Luke 7, verse 22, Jesus tells these disciples of John what they should go back and tell John the Baptist. And he answered them. Jesus answered them and said, go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is he who takes no offense at me. This faith we have in Jesus is because what we're asking him to do, he's done before. His presence is marked by miracles happening in everybody's life. There's another story, a favorite of mine, and it's in Mark, Mark 10, and it's about, it's about this guy who's blind and his name is Bartimaeus. I like this guy and I started calling him Blind Bart. So Blind Bart, if it was one-eyed Bart, it'd be a Western. Blind Bart, Mark 10, starting in verse 46. And there's a couple of things that come out of this. Uh, he is a blind man. Jesus is coming near to Jericho. He's there near Jericho, and he's out. Bartimaeus is out on the side of the road begging, crying out. He finds out Jesus is coming by, and he's crying out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he's loud, and he's disruptive. And the disciples say, be quiet. Jesus is important. (laughs) I paraphrase. And in response to being given that instruction, he got louder. (laughs) Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus heard him. Jesus hears your prayers. Trust me. When he does, he says, come. And I love this part. Because Bartimaeus goes to Jesus and Jesus said What do you want? <laughs> Duh <laughs> But uh you know this is this is part of the beauty I think of God and his love for us and his care for us is He has these conversations with us and and it it is this beautiful moment where Bartimaeus can say I want to see. What is it that you want? What is it that you want? Jesus wants to know. I want to see. I love that part of the story. Well, Jesus healed him. And when he went away, he said, Your faith has made you well. There was a woman in a crowd pressing in on Jesus who had been suffering from this medical condition for a dozen years and there was no hope left for her except one. If only I touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And Jesus stops and says, who touched me? The disciples are like, all of us. (laughs) Not what he meant. The woman knew. You know when Jesus touches you. You know when Jesus is near you. And she was healed. And he said, your faith has made you well. We are looking for that kind of faith in our own lives now and every day. And God loves us. He is with us. He cares about big things and he cares about little things. You know, feeding the 5,000, amazing miracle. Because a group of, well, it's more than 5,000 people. They say 5,000 men plus women and children who were out far from the city late at night. You know, it's, it's just dinner. You can skip dinner. But the compassion that God has for us, the love that God has for us is not necessary because I'm here. I'm here to meet your needs. I want to tell you, I want to tell you a story of faith, and it is, um, uh, it's my story, and it's not very good. <laughs> this is not the story of great faith. This is a story of small faith. This is the story of God's love for me in spite of me. I want to tell this because you don't have to be perfect to have faith that works miracles. There was a time in my life when I drove a horrible car, (laughs) a broken down car. It was, at moments, a race car that I loved, and at other moments, a piece of iron at the side of the road. And Father Ed, I'm going to tell on you, he had a very similar car. (laughs) A fantastic race car, at moments, and a piece of iron at the side of the road, other moments. And for probably about six months, I don't know, we would call each other every night and we would say, is your car running? (laughs) And one of us, at least, every day would say, yes, think about that. It's like, give us this day our daily working automobile. (laughs) Day after day after day, at least one of us had a working car. And man, I tell you, God stirred up my faith one day. Man, I was Filled with the power of the Lord, God, I believe now you'll give me a car. Well, no, my faith was stirred up, but, and, my, and my hope was there, but this is not a moment of great courage, or, because you've you got to hear this prayer that, you know, I can, I believe this is the way I prayed it was, well, as long as you're at it. Can you make it a red Corvette? (laughs) All right, now that's absurd. That's not a statement of great faith. That's an absurdity. A week later, I was driving a red Corvette. And it was a miracle. And it was a beautiful car. And it was two speeding tickets. The only two I've had as an adult. (laughs) I love that car, and I still do. But it was It was God reaching through my lack of belief, let's say. Maybe I had faith like a mustard seed, but it wasn't a really impressive mustard seed at the moment. But there is an extravagant love that God has for us. An extravagant love that God has for us that far exceeds our wisdom, ability, and behavior. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to press in to God's presence. I want you to make your desires known to God. I want to see. I will add also that if your desires are misaligned and you're open, then God will speak to you and help you and assist you so that you and God are aimed at the same thing. On the road where miracles happen every day. And then trust God. Trust God. Take the leap. God is there. He loves you. He is near you. He cares for your needs and desires. He cares for all of those things. Now I want to say a couple of more things. One is... Faith is, on one hand, something we do. We believe. When we say the creed, we say, I believe. And that is a part of our faith, the faith. But there is also a faith that is a gift. A gift of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul reads off a list of spiritual gifts. And I just want to note, as I read those, Matthew 12, verses 7 through 11. And in that, I'm looking for those things. One body, many members. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. We are all given a Holy Spirit. To one, it is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and another, the utterance of knowledge, all according to the same Spirit. To another, faith. Faith by the same Spirit. To another, healing. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to discern spirits and various kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. This is not an exhaustive list, but it does clearly include faith. God will give you faith in those minutes, those moments where you need them. Trust God to give you the faith you need to see the miracles that God wants to do in your life. And I want to give this last reminder about what Jesus said in the Sermon of the Mount at the end, Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, and it's it's an instruction with a promise. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. That's verse 7. And in case you didn't hear that, he says, <laughs> Everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, The door will open. Listen. (laughs) Hear what he's saying. He said it twice. He wants you to know. He's there. He's listening. He knows the things that you're asking for. God loves you. He cares for your needs, great and small. He is with you. God is with you. Emmanuel. He has revealed his authority and his power and his great love for you. Ask, seek, knock. Here ends the lesson. (laughs) Thank you, Lord.
3: I acknowledge one baptism through the mission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
5: Brothers and sisters, with humble hearts and steadfast faith, let us turn to the Lord in prayer, trusting His grace and mercy. For the patriarch, all bishops, priests, and deacons, that they will live lives holy and pleasing to the Lord as models for their flock. Lord, in your mercy, for the persecuted church, that they will be supernaturally sustained by God's grace, remembered in our prayers, and delivered from their oppressors. Lord, in your mercy, for the nations, that God will raise up righteous men and women who will expose corruption and administer justice. Lord, in your mercy, For the Jewish people, that they will recognize Jesus as the prophet spoken of by Moses. Lord, in your mercy. For our children who have gone astray, that they will be given the grace to repent and return to the Lord. Lord, in your mercy. For the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit and his gifts upon his people. Lord, in your mercy. For the conversion of Islam and other world religions which are in opposition to the word of God. Lord,
3: in your mercy, hear our, prayer. Grace. Hear our prayer. prayer and give us the grace to have ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to respond to what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Peace, the Lord, be always with you.
6: And with your spirit,
3: turn and greet your neighbor with the peace.
1: Peace and mercy. Oh, I have the list. The Lord be with you.
5: with your spirit.
1: There are announcements. <laughs> Men, we are meeting on Saturday. We have work to do. Amen. We have a fence to repair. We have uh, Shrove Tuesday to get ready for. And Ash Wednesday.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: We are coming up on a busy season with uh, Lent coming at us. Can you believe we're like... We're over halfway through Epiphany already, Mm -hmm. so uh, get ready. Mm -hmm. Men's Saturday, Catechism tonight, Fire Night in February 7th, and uh, I want you to uh, be praying for the Youth Retreat, retreat, which is going to start right after Ash Wednesday, the next day. If you're able, provide a little bit of money and offering for those people, the young people Help them with those costs. And uh, what else? It's going to be a great weekend for those young people, so pray for them. Amen. We've got the convocation this summer. Convocation this summer.
5: The links are all active. You'll see those in the weekly email if you want to register for the convocation. Uh, They're really pushing the idea of the convocation being also a family vacation. And so they were able to get a discounted rate for the resort for the entire week. So a lot Amen. of people are going to go the entire week. You enjoy your church days. You enjoy your family days. Uh, I don't think we're legally allowed to say we're going to Disney World. I don't know. They, <laughs> they haven't provided a sponsorship yet. But uh, either way, it's going to be a fun time.
1: And please do sign up it if you're will be, interested. Um, If you've never been to a convocation, they are a glorious opportunity to meet and spend time with your brothers and sisters in the CEC from all around this country. There are a lot of great new friends that you need to go and meet and if you have been there are a lot of good friends you want to What is the rate the rate? Yeah the rate for the
5: beautiful resort is $90 a night which is insane for a hotel of that caliber it's just a really beautiful place 90 a night all week
1: not just 10 11 12 all week you can get that rate Two-star yeah. Wyndham, four, four-star Wyndham Resort. <laughs> yeah, I can't. That's it's a, long a motel way and 6 I don't have my classes no. <laughs> on. <laughs> four-star Wyndham Resort. You want to be there. Yes. Jesse said, if you want to be there, I'm telling you, you want to be there. Amen. This is going to be a great place, great moment, Amen. great fellowship. Plan on it and register now. Amen. And especially those of you who are already planning on being there, who know you're going to be there, register now. Amen. Amen. Amen.
5: Let's pray for the tithes and offerings. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High. Let us with gladness present our offerings and oblations of our life and labor to the Lord.
2: Behold the Lamb upon the cross who takes away the sins of Forgiveness flows from hands and feet as violence meets the prison. One head gets to wear that crown, cause there's nobody in the grave now, no enemy can hold you down, cause there's nobody in the grave now, one head gets to wear that crown, cause there's nobody in the grave
3: to your goodness, we receive this bread that we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the body of Christ. Blessed be God forever. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness, we receive the wine we offer you, the fruit of the vine, the work of human hands. It will become the blood of Christ.
5: Blessed be God forever.
3: The Lord be with you.
5: And with your spirit.
3: Lift up your hearts.
5: We lift them up to the Lord.
3: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
5: It is right to give us thanks and praise.
3: It is truly right and just. Our duty, our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and eternal God, for today you've revealed the mystery of our salvation in Christ as a light for the nations, and when he appeared in our mortal nature, you made us new by the glory of his mortal nature. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers in heaven, we sing to him of your glory, as without him we acclaim we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, For He's given up to death, of death he freely accepted. He took bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. and supper presented he took the cup and again he gave thanks and praise he gave the cup to his disciples and said drink this all of you this is my blood of a new covenant which is shed for you and for the many for the forgiveness of sins whenever you drink it do this in remembrance of me let us proclaim this mystery of faith christ, christ died, has died. Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life giving bread and the saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig, all of our clergy. Remember especially those who are sick and firm in spirit, soul, or body. We hold up to stay Susan and Naomi and Sonia and Sandra, Karen and Tammy and Patrick, Bob and Jermaine and Ryan, the Campbell family, the Black family, Sandra Clinch, the Fisher family, Johnson family, Jeff, our Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton, and all those serving in our own services. You may have names of those that you're praying for as well. Remember our heart to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed, become the body of Christ to the world. Lord, have mercy on us. You've made us worthy to share eternal life with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Joseph, her husband, and with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints who have gone before us, may we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven spirit we've had for, for a season now, and I just, uh, just join with me and pray earnestly that it's, it just grows and grows, that it emanates from our presence into our community and those around us. Lord, make us a, a light wherever we go, and just give us a conscience to be careful and to be great models and examples for you. May Michael the Archangel defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world, seeking the ruin of our souls. The Lord be with you. And with, with your, your spirit. spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord. The,
4: the maker, maker of heaven and earth. And
3: Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself by counting men's sins against them. He loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. And may we always. Amen.